Brett Whiteside is here in the studio, the executive director of the On to Victory Auburn NIL Collective. Brett, how are you, my friend? It's good to see you. Thanks Hello, for being gentlemen. here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. War Eagle. War Eagle. We are, uh, we're fired up to talk with you about what's going on with On to Victory, a new day and age in college athletics. Name, image, and likeness has come into play. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's wild to think we've gotten here at this point, and uh, here we are. Auburn's got this NIL collective that's off and running. Yeah, no doubt about it. Who would have thought, you know, a few years ago we'd be talking about opportunities to compensate our players for their name, image, and likeness. And uh, what a great opportunity it is. And it's an opportunity for Auburn to really make a splash in this space and and to really be competitive through supporting its student-athletes. I heard you talk with uh, our good pal Andy Burcham on the Talking Tigers podcast that all those years ago uh, we find ourselves looking at this O'Bannon case. There's a video game that so many people love to play. What are these athletes getting? with their likeness being out there on a video game platform and it's all so fitting and relevant now because we've learned within the past 24 hours that EA Sports is delaying this next edition of the college football game set to return and uh, yeah it's just it's it's funny that things are running full circle there it is no doubt about it you know and I was talking to somebody on campus last weekend you know just as you look around and you see all the 34 jerseys walking around campus you know that's a great way of, of thinking about how although Bojack Jackson had a very successful career. Uh, he's not made one dime off of a 34 <laughs> jersey, nor has a 23, a 24, a 2, or any other jersey for Auburn players. So, um, you know, I think that's the intention of name, image, and likeness, and, and uh, it's grown a little bit, but nonetheless, it, it's our role as a fan base to support our student-athletes. Uh, Brett, so one of the questions I, I get asked a lot from uh, fans out there is how this works, and, and maybe you can uh, educate some folks on how this NIL works. You know, a, a, an athlete, they come to Auburn they sign with Auburn and now they have this collective that is there for them how, how does this work for a student athlete that comes to Auburn yeah, I think the, the, the first thing to recognize is to define what an NIL collective is. Right. And it's just essentially a group of people with a common shared goal and passion and purpose, which is typically to support its university student-athletes. And so we have multiple ways of Auburn fans to, to give to our collective, to donate to our collective. And then the operational burden is on our staff, myself and our staff, to ensure that we set up contracts with the players so that they complete some fulfillment requirements that's within their contract. That is the the difference between pay for play and true name, image, and likeness. And so these student athletes are performing services. Uh, We have student athletes that recently participated in our golf tournament. We have student athletes who are going to drive to Columbus um, early next month to go to a senior living facility. Um, So there's multiple ways that our student athletes are earning this money. Um, and so once they arrive on campus, we'll engage with them. We'll, it's our responsibility to place a valuation on each player um, and look at that individually. And then we can offer them a contract, and in return, they'll have services they provide to us, which could be these appearances, could be autographs, could be social media posts. Right. Um, so that's kind of how it works for them. And, and, and to clarify, because I think this is where a lot of people get confused, when you t- start talking about the NIL and the collective, this is not a situation where you are uh, uh, using this to entice a high school kid and saying, we're going to pay you X amount of money to come to Auburn. That's not how this NIL works. There's 
there there are still NCA regulations that are involved with this and compliance regulations that are involved in this. So this NIL collective is not a we're going to pay you X amount of money to come to Auburn and try to get into a bidding war like that with other schools. Yeah, exactly right. You know, there there has to be an arm's length away from the university. You know, none of our staff are university employees. We're a separate LLC. Right. And um, that is the, that's the key to all this is boosters um, obviously cannot have recruiting conversations with a right. kid. And a recruiting conversation would be an inducement to attend their school. And so nobody from our collective has ever spoken to a recruit. That's a to our coaches and our coaches can recruit on NIL by showing what some of the opportunities that our current student athletes have had. Uh, so your coaching staff sits down with the with the family. They talk about how strong an NIL collective is, how the opportunities have been for the current players, and then maybe what the opportunities could look like for them in the future, but without promising them a certain amount of money uh, or a certain amount right. of, of opportunities at their school. So tell me about the the relationship then with a collective like this and coaches there on campus. Because as you said, on to victory, not affiliated with Auburn University yeah. when it comes down to um, you know where the dollars are going and that sort of thing. In the separate LLC, as you alluded to, what is that relationship like with Auburn coaches? Yeah, I think it's it's a professional relationship. I think that it was very wise of our collective to choose to become a, a partner of the universities with, through their media rights holder, and so there's great alignment with the university and the collective. We understand. Um, how we're a separate entity, uh, but we're supporting Auburn student athletes. That's our mission. And so uh, we have to keep an arm's length away, but we work together as closely as we can. The NCAA has given us some recent guidance on how we can feel comfortable working together. And I think that as the university is trying to protect itself, um, they have to wonder what is the NCAA okay with the university doing as it uh, pertains to the collective. And this guidance helps the university better understand how they can keep from being in trouble, but also supporting their student athletes at whatever level they can. When the NIL started here in the last year and, and people evaluated how it was going, a lot of people felt that Auburn originally kind of got behind the eight ball, that they, they didn't get off to the best start with the collective. But over the last year, we've seen it gradually change to where now it's perceived that Auburn is in a much better place than most schools out there. Is that kind of a fair characterization and just talk about the health of, of the program right now? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I can't speak to a lot of how it was when it first began. Um, I was I was not in Auburn at the time, but you know I think the first thing that that I'd like to say is I appreciate Rick Davidson um, and NIL Auburn for being a pioneer in this space for Auburn, and and Rick and his staff really took this on, and and like I said pioneered it for Auburn. I can see how a lot of universities had uncertainty in how to in how to deal with this. Um, there, there's not been a lot of guidance. I think there's been maybe four documents that the NCAA has sent out about name, image, and likeness. They've not given the, the universities a lot of um, clarity or, or, or governance on this at all. And so, you know, you have to understand the university is is trying to balance institutional policy, SEC rules, NCAA rules, state laws. You know, Alabama had a law, then they repealed it. So there's just a lot of uncertainty with this, and, and Auburn wants to do things the right way, and we appreciate that. I'll say since, since I've joined um, – 
we've had great synergy with the university, with the compliance office. Rich McGlynn has, has really done a great job of keeping us in the loop on, on how things are evolving and how we can be uh, really aligned in this. Uh, we're talking with Brett Whiteside here uh, from On to Victory, uh, Auburn NIL, NIL Collective. Uh, Brett, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about, you mentioned uh, about how you, uh, as, as a group of On to Victory, that you help these uh, student athletes. It's not just the money aspect, but you also educate them in certain aspects. A concern that I had always had once this NIL started were uh, student athletes that come that have never had to do anything like pay taxes, have never had these adult situations run into having a lot of money all of a sudden presented to them. Uh, You guys do a very good job on uh, making some requirements. As you mentioned, there's requirements that they have to go through. Uh, If you could just talk a little bit about some of the requirements that these these athletes have to go through and and specifically when it comes to having to pay taxes and learn some of the adult aspects that come with earning money. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the first thing that's important to highlight is that On to Victory was founded by seven Auburn alums, really similar to you, that they just have a a shared passion for Auburn and a passion for student-athletes. One of our board members is a former golfer at Auburn. And so they can really um, empathize with our student-athletes, what they're going through, and and, um, helping them uh, guide them along in the areas that that they're not uh, familiar with. So... We have a, a um, an opportunity for every one of our student athletes to have their paycheck put into a simple tax savings account, and we'll remit that quarterly to the IRS for them and to the state. And so that's a great benefit for them. This next year, we're going to roll out on to Victory University, and it is going to be six mandatory seminars that each of our student athletes are going to have to attend, and it's going to teach them personal and professional development. Um, provide them with those opportunities so that they can grow in the area of of taxes and investments and um, personal branding and that sort of thing. So we're excited about that. Education is a shared responsibility between the collective and the university, and we're going to work closely with them on ensuring that Auburn student-athletes get the greatest education around NIL possible. What does participation look like right now, Brett, with, with the number of student-athletes yeah. currently on Auburn's campus? It feels as though on social media we have seen sort of an uptick in a number yeah. of student-athletes announcing that they were going to be partnering with On to Victory. What does your participation numbers look yeah, like right now? Yeah, we've grown. We're at about 140 student-athletes right now. That's awesome. 12 sports. Um, we're, we're thankful to, to a lot of donors who have decided to support – excuse me, uh, have decided to support specific sports and student-athletes, so we just offered an NIL deal to every women's basketball player, to every men's basketball player, to every volleyball player, uh, to every gymnast. And so we're supporting at a really high level right now, and it's thankful to donors who have stepped up and said, I really want to support these specific sports. Where are these donors coming from? What, how, how are people getting involved, and how are they getting plugged in? Yeah, we have multiple ways that people can give. If you go to our website at ontovictory.com, the number one way right now we're encouraging people to sign up through our membership option, become a subscriber at an entry level of $34 a month. There's also uh, four additional tiers that you can set up, and each tier has its own level of benefits. But then you can give uh, through one-time donations and earmark them for specific sports. Or you can be a part of our major fundraising campaign right now. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. Uh, you know, <laughs> Me this, as well. <laughs> that's, I mean, we're good, yeah. In yeah. this, in this uh, 
my career has been in football, and you, you know, you never get sick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something that Gus would always say. You know, I'm I'm not sick. I'm never getting sick, even though everybody's walking around hacking around on each other. <laughs> you know, everybody's sick in the middle of the season. But um, yeah, so this is. Um, Major, you can they can get participating through our major fundraising campaign and reach out to us uh, through email for that. So you mentioned thirty four dollars a month base level to be involved That's and right. to to get at what what are what are you getting with that thirty four? Yeah, you know the, the number one benefit, and we list it right there on the website, is that it, that you know that at least ninety percent of every donation is going directly to the student-athlete. And that's a model that's different than a lot of collectives. You know, we're a not-for-profit model. It was set up by the board so that no board member would ever uh, receive anything um, for compensation and never benefit financially at all, and that at least 90% of all donations would go to the student-athletes, meaning that we will have minimal overhead, you know, we have staff and, and, and rent, and that's that's the about as much as we can do with our 10% model right now. So. That uh, that's the number one benefit, and then there's opportunities for personal appearances, virtual appearances, um, attend some of our player meet and greets, uh, apparel through our team store. So the, the the benefits increase as as you go through each level, but those are kind of your entry level. You mentioned kind of looking at this thirty four dollar a month model, and you mentioned you know look you've got ninety percent that are going to go directly to the student athletes. 10% of which you've got some operating costs that go into that and that sort of thing, rent being one of them because you guys do have an office space, yeah. Brett. And you mentioned these one-on-one -on -one meetings that you're having with student-athletes. Why is that so important? And yeah. is that going to change at all in the coming years when we learn more about NIL? Tell us a little bit about some of those meetings that you get to have with the student-athletes. Yeah, absolutely. So we bring in the guys and, and girls into our office at least once a month. Okay. And, uh, you know, we our first initial conversation um, is just over the contract and, and the way we set up our contracts. And um, we want to support our student athletes at the highest level possible. We're not going to uh, ask for total exclusivity with their deals. We want them to go out and make as many NIL deals as possible. Um, you know, that's that's something that we also try to educate them on is don't think of the NIL collective as all of your NIL income. I mean, there are some student athletes out there that are doing a great job with local, regional, and national brands engaging with them. Uh, we think that's the next piece is for businesses to, to really start to lock in on Auburn student athletes as great band ambassadors, brand ambassadors for them or influencers. So um, we bring them in and we, and we talk through talk through those things with them, but then they have their fulfillment requirements. So they have autographs that they have to complete, uh, video clips that they have to, to do, and social media posts. So it's important for us to be right there on campus to make it convenient for them. Um, and uh, just excited to serve them in that way. We hear coaches often asked about what they want to see done with NIL, and you mentioned only getting a few uh, notices from the NCAA, just a, a few times they've reached out with some guidelines and that sort of thing. We know governments are going to get involved and uh, even U.S. senators talking about what they uh, would like to accomplish with it. What would you personally like to see done? Do you want some more guidance on how things need to be done or just what would help uh, not only on to victory but just other NIL collectives yeah we had coach Toberville came and, and spoke to our board meeting a couple months ago and and he just talked about how you know he'd like to see a bill that that uh, that even the playing fields a little bit um, whether or not that's going to be allowed is yet to be determined you know he's got a got to create a bipartisan bill that doesn't get shot down by the Supreme Court at some point. But I think the number one thing that it can do is is level 
um, the playing field as far as the state laws. You know, what, what a lot of people don't realize is you know, Alabama has no state law because they repealed it. Florida has a law that's different than Georgia's law, that's different than Missouri's law, that's different than Mississippi's law. And so I don't love the fact that we're all kind of playing by different rules and laws because when you don't have a law, you refer back to institutional policy. Well, our institutional policy is different than Alabama's and different than Troy's and different than UAB's. So I think the one thing that the federal bill can do is just even everything out. Eight days ago, On to Victory had a roll On to Victory day. Here we are chatting with Brett Whiteside, the executive director of On to Victory. What did that day look like? Yeah, roll on to victory day. Roll on to victory day. A lot of people uh, love the fact that we were using roll. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if, if that bothered some people, you know, I, I hope that they understand where it came from. Sure. Rolling Tumors Corner is a unique Auburn tradition. It's exciting for us to, to tailgate, watch the game win, and then go roll tumors. And we want people to think about rolling tumors and winning being synonymous with supporting our student athletes through on to victory and NIL. And so the push uh, last Monday was really about awareness. I thought that our marketing team's done a great job of, of providing awareness of who we are, what we stand for, what we're trying to do, um, and the ways that they can get involved. And so we continue to hope that people will engage with us through our membership platform and through other ways to give so that they can stay informed and they can support our student athletes. All right, so with all of this, we're able to put together a kind of a fun play on words, Brett, with, with rolling on to victory. The collective itself, I've heard you talk a good number of times, what I've never heard discussed, and I want to have this conversation here, I could put two and two together, right? Like this name, on to victory, I could see the fight song tie-in and that sort of thing. What were those conversations like when you have to decide, okay, we're this NIL collective, what in the world are we going to call ourselves? How did you settle on On to Victory? Yeah, I can't take the credit for that. Uh, that was our board that yeah. came up with that name before I joined. Um, but I'm just so excited about the, the, the name choice. Sure. You know, obviously it's a part of our fight song and it has victory right in it. And I don't think that... Um, Anyone can disagree that um, winning and more victories will come with those who support at NIL at a high level. When you talk about this Auburn football coaching search that's currently taking place, a lot of people have questions in regards to, okay, this, this coach wants to make sure the NIL collective is in a good spot to be competitive when it comes to winning championships on the field. Can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought uh, John Cohen spoke a little bit about it um, when he was hired, our new athletics director, and that when you have a strong NIL collective, it, it makes the job more attractive. You know, administrators and coaches alike want to be at a place that can win championships. And we know Auburn can do that. We've done that. We have great facilities. We have a great campus, great place to live. Uh, long history and in, in tradition of, of winning and putting players into the next level, uh, getting a great college degree and, and having a great career after. And the next piece of this is NIL. And, you know, as a coach is coming in and he's thinking about all the different things that would make him choose a certain school, whether he's going to stay at his existing school or, or go to a new one and, or choose Auburn, one of the first questions is going to be how strong is the NIL collective? Because that is going to directly impact his ability to attract student athletes. And again, not by inducing them, not by saying, hey, we'll pay you this to come here, but by saying, Look at the headlines that our collectives are making. They're going to support you at a very high level once you sign with us. 
How much pride do you take in that, getting this opportunity? I mean, we talk, we're going to get to your career in just a second, all the years that you served on the football staff, but knowing that you've been tasked with this mission of being the executive director of, of an, a collective that's really getting jump-started here. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, very rewarding, very humbling. I'm so appreciative to our board of directors who, who chose – me to, to be in this position, I, I take it uh, with a you know a lot of pride and 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 a lot of effort goes into this, and um, they really laid the foundation. This is seven great Auburn people who um, were doing this all as a as a side jobs, and they've all been successful within their own careers. But I'm just excited to get the opportunity to be in this position. We have a great staff, um, and and just excited about the future for sure. Now, Brett, your your background comes on the football side, but obviously this is. Straight stretches across all athletics but uh you know working in and dealing with a guy like bruce pearl i mean how how has that been and how how is bruce to work with when it comes to working with his players and in, in this nil deal well i don't know if anybody's ever said a bad word about bruce <laughs> especially at auburn here lately so bruce is phenomenal in everything that he does he's he's uh his passion is is unmatched and and the way he's been so supportive of nil and its importance and you know he's had some capital projects that he's been willing to right. to put on hold as nil really gets going and you know that's that top-down alignment that i was speaking to earlier that if we're going to really be successful in this in this space it's those types of sacrifices that are going to have to happen and we're appreciative of him and, and his vision and understanding that we are in everything school and we're going to be an everything collective and support auburn student athletes athletes. I know Coach Pearl has been outspoken about this and, and right there hand in hand. We've seen a couple of um, photos and videos with Coach Butch Thompson as well in Auburn baseball. Another College World Series run this past year, but baseball trying to uh, find a way to be competitive there because this is a, a sport where you talk about kind of scholarships for student athletes and baseball gets so finicky with how you divvy up those scholarships and that sort of thing that these football programs are getting the headlines with NIL, but even a sport like baseball can greatly benefit when it comes to ways to uh, kind of compensate your players. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a, I'm a baseball fan as well and enjoyed going to, to watch them in the College World Series this past year. Um, but it absolutely can have as much or greater of an impact on baseball than any other sport. And you hit the nail on the head. You know, Auburn is at a disadvantage from our peers right now. You know, Georgia has the Hope Scholarship. You know, Vanderbilt has need-based aid. Um Mississippi has reciprocal tuition rates and there's a lot of things that puts Auburn at a disadvantage that now with NIL we could be we could have an advantage. No doubt about that. All right, Brett Whiteside's here, the on to victory executive director, formerly on Auburn's football staff as a director of recruiting operations before being promoted to the director of football ops. What do you miss most about being on a, on a football staff? I think it's probably just being around the players, the camaraderie of the team. Um, you know, I went from working with about 40 people every day walking up and down the yeah. hall to there's three of us in the office yeah. now, you know, and Jason Campbell's working remotely from Atlanta. But um, that's the biggest difference. Um, but I've thoroughly enjoyed where I'm at and what I'm doing. It's making a difference in a different way, and it's an opportunity to impact instead of 120 student-athletes, 550, and that's exciting. Where were you at for the kick six? So I was on the sidelines. Um, Chris Lowe caught a picture of me with my hands on my head and, and mouth wide open, 
standing beside Dana Marquez with his arms folded and a frown on his face. And we got some, <laughs> we got some pretty good uh, social media hits on that. But yeah, we're standing right there on the sidelines. It went right by us, and I think everybody just said, "Wow." <laughs> what a play. What a way to end a ball game. We all knew that, that that's the way the uh, game can end. Obviously, that's why we put him deep, and Coach Malzahn was wise to do that, and, and the rest is history. What were game days like for you as the director of football ops? So, um, really – you know, team travel is a is a big role right. for the for the ops director. So you're you're talking about waking up at six a.m. to make sure that everything was in line for the pre pregame meetings, and then the pregame meal, and then the bus is scheduled, and then going through Tiger Walk, and then we have a hundred and ten minute meeting with the officials before a game, and going out on the field and walking the field, and making sure that everything's in order for the team as they come out, and then kind of orchestrating the pregame warmups with the strength coach, and so just some really logistical types of things that you're doing on game day and then once you get to kickoff you know it's just kind of wait until the end of the game make sure the the post game meal is ready to go and then get on to the next day and you have to be on the sidelines for a couple of uh, really special iron bowl victories yeah. which i know we're hoping we'll see another one of those coming up on saturday tough in tuscaloosa but yeah. uh, but nonetheless it's always fun when we get to iron bowl week yeah i've been a part of a fun one there in 10 and uh you know, got a lot of lot of hope and belief in uh, Carnell and, and look forward to seeing him coach hard with these guys. I certainly can't wait to see how all that plays out. All right, and then look at this. Uh, Brett Whiteside's here with us going for a doctorate degree yeah. as well coming up in May. Wow. Yeah, I've got a, I got you a got really, a busy plate right now, man. I do. I do. <laughs> I've got a I got a really uh, patient uh, chair uh, committee of my of my dissertation uh, and it's it's taken me a while. Um, but I'm looking forward to finishing it up. It's, it's something that I've enjoyed doing. It's it's kept me involved in the literature, and I'm doing my research on student-athlete uh, preferred coaching leadership styles, and it's something that I think is pretty interesting. And a native of Southside, Alabama. Where in the world is that? Speaking Southside. to a North Carolina native well, in myself. I know, I, I know I, where I that's have, at. I'm yeah. clueless. I know that you had been able to educate me, Tom. Well, I'll tell you this story. When I met my wife at school in Auburn, uh-huh. and I told her I was from Southside, she thought I meant Southside of Birmingham. <laughs> and I had to I had to let her know that that was Southside of Gadsden in okay. Etowah County, Northeast Alabama. Okay, good deal. And on to Auburn you went, and yeah. here you are rolling with on to victory. Yeah, we have to pass through. Every time we go up to Boaz yeah. uh, with my girlfriend, we have to go through Southside. So I'm like, yeah. Highway 77. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> right the river. That's right. Right, right through there. There you go. Well, Brett, thank you so much much for coming in yeah. and hanging out with us telling us a little bit more about this on to victory auburn nil collective the uh, the time has been greatly appreciated today yeah, war eagle very much war eagle